leaders. What keeps you up at night? Welcome to The Sweet Spot, the podcast series that expands the traditional term of what a boss is to tackle some of the most important issues in business. From business as usual and growing your market to everyday leadership issues or handling one in 100 year events, we aim to provide ongoing inspiration and education for CEOs, founders, management, shareholders and leaders of every stripe. The sweet spot is the future of work and business. Hi, I'm Emily Svatlinak, and in today's episode, I'll be speaking with Dwayne Razel, a professional Black Sticks men's hockey player, certified personal trainer, and co-founder of Studio Box, a boxing-inspired group fitness studio. Dwayne is an advocate for physical and emotional well-being, and having spent most of his life playing sports in New Zealand and overseas started Studio Box to share his experience and passion for fitness, health and well-being with like-minded people. In addition to running a successful business and playing professional hockey, Joanne is also currently training for the Tokyo Olympics. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us on The Sweet Spot today, Dwayne. I am really excited to talk about your journey to becoming a professional sports player as well as a successful business person and um, just talking a bit about how you balance the physical and mental health aspect as a leader. So getting right into it, can you give our listeners a bit about an, a bit of an intro about who you are and what your mission is in the well-being and fitness area in New Zealand? Mm. Well, thank you for having me, Emily. Um, it's a privilege to be on here and tell my story. Um, my name is Dwayne Arouser. I play hockey for the New Zealand Black Sticks team, and I co-founded Studio Box, a boutique um, boxing-inspired fitness studio, and we opened last year in March 2019, and so we've uh, been open about 18 months to date. For me, uh, I guess fitness has played a big part of my lifestyle um, I've always been an active kid growing up, had a very rural upbringing up north, and then that's kind of always, I guess, come through um, to my to my days, mornings, or late nights training. Um, hockey was my sport, which I've learned so much from and been able to apply into business, and so I think why I've gone into that fitness space is, for me, it's about, I've, I've, I've felt that... Um, the benefits that fitness has had on me personally um, and how that translates translates into every other um, part of my life. So for me, it's about um, helping other people share those benefits um, that I've received from fitness as well. Um, and I think where I can have an impact within New Zealand is creating concepts that are fun, um, welcoming, they're not intimidating and they make you want to show up and by making you want to show up it's the community that you want to be a part of and hopefully that'll allow you to be the best version of yourself. I really admire that that sort of the vision of creating a community and certainly I've, I've done a couple of the um, boxing sessions at, um, awesome. at Studio Box awesome. and they are hard work but they're great and you just you leave smiling from ear to ear so it's it's definitely just in the 18 months that it's been up and running it's been incredible. Um, from that experience in the last 18 months or so of being both a professional sports person and running your own business, what differences have you found in the way that you approach life? Have there been differences? Yeah, I mean, um, I was two days away from 
jumping on a plane to Holland in, in March um, for the Black Sticks. We were taking on sort of a European league of the Hockey Pro League that we were playing playing in. Um, Studio Box was just starting to find its straps sort of a year into it. Um, and you sort of had built this momentum up in both hockey and within um, Studio Box. And so then it's kind of like, you know, the, the, the rug is just pulled out from underneath you and all of a sudden I'm holed up in my Birkenhead house um, with two of my with my two flatmates and we've sort of got this working situation going on but like are we on holiday are we are we working uh it was this very very weird time um but I think it helped having two two flatmates who are self-employed as well um so allowed us to sort of keep some structure um and, and enjoy that time but the toughest thing um is just getting back to where you were before that kind of lockdown state fitness um, business momentum um, but within that time uh, we were definitely able to serve our community via Instagram live um, respected that but the gym couldn't be open so we paused all memberships um, and through that time we built a lot of trust and loyalty which we're definitely seeing the benefits of now which is just brilliant and well done on pivoting into that and um, also recognizing the human aspect of it how do you think that that resilience that you presumably built playing professional sports and running a business, how do you think that that added to your resilience as a leader as well within your team? I can only say um, the hurt that I went through. I was was 18, I was in the development squad for the New Zealand side and I stayed in the development squad for five years. at the time, I just wondered why Why this is, you know, when am I going to get my break? Why is this happening to me? Um, and I had to step away from the sport to then come back to it, um, to kind of clear my mind. You know, at that time, it was like hockey, hockey, hockey. I've got to make the team, got to make the team. And that starts to play around with your headspace because you've had so many, I guess, what you term as near misses or failures. Um, the mind's pretty quick to, like, put a, put a title on it. Um, so that resilience through those five years, um, the early mornings, the late nights, the sacrifices, the losses, um, but the dedication and the resilience definitely helped me throughout those opening stages of trying to get Studio Box off the ground. Um, there's definitely nothing like the first 12 to 18 months of trying to get a brand going. Um, it is the hardest time. There's so many ways it could go. Um, you know, in this kind of like sport, so many ways it could go, but you just got to know that if you keep putting in the work, you know, that break is going to come. And that happened for me with hockey and it's happened for me with Studio Box, which I'm so thankful for. Persistence, resilience, just taking a bit of a plunge. Um, now, Studio Box has become quite popular, obviously, for its boxing-inspired workouts, but there's also a completely different side to what you offer at Studio Box. And um, I attended the Wim Hof Method workshop, which was brilliant. And I know you do a whole bunch around just mental well-being. Can you tell me a bit more about that side of things and what the motivation is behind that holistic thinking? For me, it's always been like we are more than boxing. We're bigger than boxing because 
boxing in, in itself is like that. You, you do one boxing class and you're like, why do I feel so good? You know, you think it's so physical. And we've been conditioned to think that exercise has to just be physical. But, like, there's so much, honestly, so much mental that comes from boxing. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it, it is a form of meditation. You're in there thinking about numbers. You're about throwing these punches. Like, the world matters on, like, these few punches that you're throwing. Um, that's kind of the zone you get into. And so when the opportunity presented itself for us to be able to, that our community was big enough they were able to give back in a way that allowed people to try new experiences with meditation, some breathing techniques. Um, we've got a Reiki workshop coming up. Kind of what I like to practice and what where my wellness journey has gone, really just sharing that with a wider audience, um, which comes back to, like, I got into boxing and I just wanted to share that with a wider audience. Um, so now it's all about how can we bring more people more people in on this journey um, that helps them I guess just know who they are um, and like I say be the best version of themselves Do you think that there is enough of an emphasis on that that well-being and that community feeling within New Zealand or is that something we need to work on still? It's definitely a space which we need to work on um, and speak more about You know, you, you speak to people, the question, like, is how many workouts are you doing? Where's the question of, like, how much are you resting? How much are you sleeping? Um, what are you doing that's, like, disconnecting? Do you ever disconnect from technology? Um, what do you do that's actually, like, filling your cup up? Um, or where, and where does fitness for you sit within that? So I definitely think there's got to be more spoken about in terms of like communicate about wellness and and how we can look after ourselves um, better more activity hmm, absolutely have you just out of interest I have to ask have you always been this focused on sleeping well eating well having the the time to take that mental space or has it been a journey uh, it's definitely been a journey um, I wish perhaps in my university years I'd had more of an interest in my sleep and my wellness um, perhaps I might have got that break earlier um, to the New Zealand team I, I, I don't know um, but hey I'm not looking back on that uh, I haven't always had an interest in, 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 in such a strong interest in, in my well-being um, but it comes from a place of now wanting to really be just the best version of myself And understanding how big of a, um, how big how important sleep is, um, how important rest and recovery is, um, and one thing that's changed it for me is just a wearing a measurable device, um, and as a Whoop band, and there's lots of different things out there, and people kind of you know Apple watches do the same. There's an Aura ring. It, Whatever you start to measure, it's kind of like having a KPI on your week for your for your job, whatever it is. Whatever you start to measure, you start to pay attention to and you notice like little trends or something. So this band allowed me to see how much sleep I was getting, how much sleep I actually needed, and when I was running myself into the ground. And I try not, you know, you try not to let it dictate your, your day and your mood. Um, it's all just data in the end. Um, but that definitely helped me see, I guess, how I'm living. 
That's really fascinating. And I want to talk a bit more about that as well, about the tendency to run yourself onto the ground. Now, just broadly speaking, business owners, leaders, uh, people that are generally seen as leading in their field are usually quite driven personalities. And do you think that there is a bit of a tendency for yourself and others to naturally struggle to take those breaks and to maybe feel guilty when you're not working on your business or on your performance and for taking that time out? And why, why do you think that is just generally speaking happening? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of um, influences as you're growing up that, have, that impact the way you work, um, that impact, I guess, your lifestyle now, um, and then how much of a hold you've personally taken on, I guess, your life and, and how you want to live, you know. Some people have never thought about how they want to live. Some people have. How much do you want to work? Um, where does work sit within your lifestyle? So I definitely think there's a culture in New Zealand around, you know, that sleep is not, you know, that sleep is bad or, you know, having this too much sleep, um, Look, I've been, I you know, I sleep too much in my family, apparently. Um, <laughs> I just love sleep, you know, it's like it's not a bad thing. Um, that time on weekends is the best time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that comes from, like, my parents are old school. They are up at 5, 4.30 or, you know, they're, they're there and off to run their business and, like, I can only commend them for the work ethic they've got. Um, but I also know... I would love for them to take a holiday because they're on the grind and it's not healthy to be on that grind all the time. Um, and then that starts to take over your life and creeps into the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. So, look, I would love to see um, more of a wellness and lifestyle culture and um, rest holidays built into, built into your life because we run ourselves so thin but still think we can operate up here. Um, it's not possible. It's really not possible. We're ultimately still just human, not not machines, not AI yet. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and it's just we. Uh, for me, um, I mean, I got concussed playing hockey earlier this year, and it kind of I got to this point where I'd run myself so close, to, so so thin that. And I truly believe why it took me so long to recover from this head knock was because my mind and my mental state was already quite fragile. And so for this event, for this one event to happen, and I'm not playing down the impact a concussion can have on you, but I think if I was in a mentally stronger space, I would have been able to recover faster. Um, so it's like, why run yourself so thin? You don't know what's gonna, what's around the corner that you're going to need strength to fight um, or recover from. So it was like a, a big wake up. Oh, like I had to take a hit to, like, wake up. It was kind of like, you know, this... <laughs> Your wake-up call. Uh, uh, yeah, wake it was up like hit. a wake-up call. In turn, a wake-up hit of, like, why are you doing this to yourself, mm. you know? And if you want to keep going for the long, 
long run, it's better to actually say, okay, well, what's going to fuel me and allow me to to keep going for longer and keep performing consistently rather than having those super high highs and then really deep lows and just having that consistency there. Again, just talking about what you touched on earlier about that sense of community that you're building within Studio Box. And I know you have a team of really cool um, people that you're working with in there. How how do you guys foster a sense of well-being and and just that consistency within the team? Yeah, um, we I guess the team that we've created that they've been there since a lot of us have, have been there since day one. Or those people that we've brought on since have like got up to speed pretty quickly. Um, but the. I guess the the wellness in our community, we are in the fitness space. Um, I've always spoken to the team about the challenges, about being, we have to be up at every moment when the studio is open. Um, And so it's so important and the challenge really is to be, to to deliver that sort of high energy from the front desk through to the, through to the studio room. Um, and be that sort of positive, engaging um, person. Now, that takes a real toll um, to constantly be there. And um, you create, you sort of refine your craft on how you do it every time or every day. But then I do say is like when you have your time off, it's really important that you do things that allow you to be your best at work. Um, so it's like everybody, uh, we manage everybody's schedules. Um, everybody has the option to turn down that shift or turn down that class if they want um, and look the fitness industry within New Zealand means all of our trainers are working one two potentially three other jobs um, but what we're providing is a really stable um, place for them to be able to base themselves from in terms of your own um, journey and becoming a uh, business owner you mentioned that your parents um, are business owners as well have they taken on like a mentorship role in that have you kept them quite separate from it have you taken on other mentors what what is your view on mentors mentorships and how has that played part of it for you yeah um oh i i love my parents they've provided sort of a a great platform they've supported me through they never missed a hockey game um and so they're like the love the support i guess the family loyalty and like kind of the values that they've instilled in me um I'm carrying today and I'm putting into myself my relationships and friendships and and work um, I went to boarding school at age 13 so I, I've missed out on I think that connection with my dad which like I'm you know I'm wanting to reconnect with him um, I obviously I owe them a bit of money as well um, to <laughs> they helped me um, put some put some money into studio box so it's, it is important that when I catch up with them that I do share with them our success and how we are going. Um, and look, I think the first time I pitched to them about what we're doing, they've got no idea about what an immersive boxing experience is. Um, you want to you know, do what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going back to, I guess, the importance of having a mentor. Um, look, I think if you can ask questions to anybody around you, whatever room you're in, uh, you're going to learn something. And it's so important to have that one, two, couple of people there who you can call in moments you're unsure about. 
um, I'm really fortunate moving to Auckland. I've grown a really strong network um, and created some great friendships, um, which has allowed me to be able to pick up the phone um, in those tough times and get some advice. But also, like, every advice, every piece of advice you get um, just helps you create, I guess, a better um, decision. And you just got to trust your gut because um, ultimately I think that's where you know where the truth lies. Mm, it's like your second brain, I've heard it described as. If you, if you could travel back in time and meet yourself, say, five or ten years ago, what, what would you tell your younger self? about the journey and being a leader and and just what what would you tell yourself have faith and trust uh, in the process that, that it's all going to happen that if you really want it that bad you will you will make the sacrifices um the parties the social occasions potentially some family occasions but you'll know that the rewards for what you what you're wanting to do are going to pay off um, and that it will all, all be worth it. There's moments where you think, you know, what am I doing? You doubt yourself, maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome I've experienced, but ultimately um, you've just got to back yourself in what you're doing and know that you're, um, I guess, just doing your best as well. I've got to tell this funny story. Oh, yes. I was on, on holiday with my family, and I, can, I really wish I could find this bit of paper. I was working out with my sister, and I've got three older sisters who've all played hockey as well. And so we've always been really active. Um, and we're working out on the beach. Uh, and I just had this, I was like, I've got to create this fitness concept. I've got to help people, um, you know, lose weight, help people seeing the impact that like weight can have on you and being overweight can have on you. Um, and I turned up to boarding school a little tubby and it took me like a year to really kind of get that puppy fat off and like know that if I wanted to excel in my sport that I'm going to have to be sort of an athlete and be the best version. So I was on, on holiday and I started to draft up this, this kind of like what you'd probably not even a business plan at all, um, but kind of like some financials around if I needed this many clients, this many um, I'd have to do this many sessions and how I could actually be a personal trainer. I completely ditched that bit of paper, went and got a corporate job, <laughs> failed, failed at a couple of those. Um, <laughs> but I still look back and I can see myself writing this down and thinking about the impact that I could have on, I guess, the number of lives that I could impact. Um, and I've actually never told that story before, but now seems a good time to tell it because... I guess it feels like it's finally all happening. Yeah, it, it's been a journey that's sort of, yeah, started when you were at the beach working out and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I should do. And here you are now doing it, which is incredible. And so much more. You're not just helping people lose weight. You're, you're doing so much more around that with that, yeah, mental well-being, the physical benefits of it, just the whole package. So that's, re- that's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. In terms of um, when you when you look at the journey and how you've transitioned to that holistic approach to well-being, what what are your go-to tips for bringing in some balance to a busy schedule? Oh, my go-to tips would um, 
have to be saying number one or just be say no. Um, look, I think everybody has taken that catch up or that meeting in a time when they know it's going to leave them in a worse place as such. Like, you know, we've said yes because we say yes, but ultimately we're kind of like, I'd prefer not to. So the number one tip is like, cancel that straight away. Whatever that is that night that's like taking up your energy is like, send that message, pick up the phone, look, sorry, I can't make it tonight. I'm putting myself first. And I think the moment you do that, that has this really powerful like flow on effect to then what do you do with that two hours that you've, that, that you've got that night that you've just taken back? Um, and for me, it would be disconnecting from technology, so leaving the phone in the room, forgetting about work, um, going for a walk, cooking dinner. Um, I don't get to eat at home much, and so getting some fresh air and then cooking up um, at dinner. Um, my flatmates will laugh at people that listen to this. So no, I... Um, I, I ain't the greatest cook, but I try, you know, I try. And so it's <laughs> just about getting, getting, uh, getting into the kitchen is the achievement. Um, whatever else comes out of that is a bonus. And so, you know, I haven't had too many uh, disasters to date. But I think, like, getting into the kitchen for me is just sort of somewhere that I'm learning. Um, but it's just relaxing, being at home. Um, and wherever that, my third bit would be, wherever that, that safe place is for you that place where you feel totally relaxed um, whatever your comfy pants are or the comfy t-shirt are, get them on and just take some time for yourself for me that would be watching some suits it's my guilty pleasure oh <laughs> yes I've finished, finished suits a long time ago oh I'm re-watching it at the moment oh wow <laughs> wow that's dedication yeah. how so talking about th- those all sound like really valuable and great tips do you actually apply them to your own life as well do you pr- prioritize balance in your life yeah 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 I do um but like everybody or we try right like everybody continues to try and it's like whatever it is that night or that day that you're you're trying to do um it's like I'm trying to do my one half breathing twice a week at the moment um I got my two in last week Wednesday already haven't got my two in this week so you know it's like after this I'm going to commit to doing it and then I've got to get one more in um I guess but the the idea is not to load your plate up so you look at it as sort of you know one big mountain you've got to climb you just got to break it down into small 10 minute activities um 10 minute daily meditation in the morning you're breathing your day is set you know you've done a couple of things you're feeling you're feeling so good what can come at you next um look if you're feeling a little adventurous turn the shower to cold it's the best thing you'll ever do in the morning oh it's hard though you know even on that even on that I'm like there's there's a couple of mornings that I and, and honestly when I don't I'm like oh man come on come on you're better than this you're better than this but you just <laughs> gotta take it at the time those last 20 seconds in the shower when you turn it on cold and you're just like don't scream you're gonna wake everyone else in the house up <laughs> yeah 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 and you try and get this like this big relaxing like, yeah yeah it's hard it's hard but it's so worth it absolutely um well it's it's really great to hear that you actually you know you live what you preach as well that's i think very commendable um and well, we're actually like, and, but balance is, you know, 
um, was it everything in moderation, including moderation. Look, you know, I love some chalky overindulge on that. Definitely have have some night outs, uh, some some nights out. Um, hey, I've got a little sweet tooth for for muffins and and some biscuits. That's for sure. But um, yeah, everything in moderation. Balance. That's a, that. Just balance. Sometimes you go hard out on the healthy eating and exercising, and then you're like, actually, today I'm going to sleep. Yeah, for sure. And eat some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> just listening to your body you know I think it's very easy to get conditioned to being like I have to be up at this time I have to just eat this food um I have to be in bed at this time no I can't do that like there's definitely little wellness things which you can take to living but ultimately you just have to take your day um as it comes in that sense of like doesn't need to be so black and white um which is where i'm still learning as well um my coach will listen to this and she'll she'll be like yes live in the gray a little more live in the gray a little more um so look i'm i'm learning i'm a work in progress for sure we always will be ongoing progress throughout life that's that's a good mentality to have we're actually um i've got one last question for you which is a bit of a big one but I think it's really important to ask we've touched on it at the beginning of our chat um, about 2020 has been a really challenging year for everyone I think it's safe to say Um, and at Alexander Pia and the Contemplates we've talked with a lot of people about the future of work and how the various lockdown-induced changes that we've all gone through have made some significant changes and it's just a topic that keeps coming up. What do you think are some of the key aspects for the future of work and how we're going to live our lives and what would be the ideal outcome and what do we need to do to get there? My mind goes straight to thinking lockdown kind of like from what I experienced and what I saw allowed people to um, get control back of their lives or give them a moment of control and I think what we saw was this behavior towards like self where they all of a sudden had to be with your flatmates or you had to be with your family you had to be with your partner what do we do today? We're here for seven or eight weeks, whatever it was. Um, and like, how do we want to live? What are we going to do today, whether people were working or, or not working? Um, but I think either way you built your day around, you know, kind of like some activity or a couple of activities, whether it was cooking, walking. Um, look, the streets were closed and they were lined with people walking in the middle of the road. It was the most beautiful thing to see. Um, so I can only hope that like that moment where people realized like that was that was living you know like we don't we you either go to work or you work for yourself whatever that is and whatever role that plays in your life is it doesn't have to control you um and it doesn't we, we're not defined by our job title where we work or what business we've started because in a matter of moments whatever um pandemic can happen 
or world event can happen is that we're reduced to like our friendships, our values, you know, what are you actually made of? Um, and that was just kind of this big, not, not awakening, but you sort of saw it happen. Um, and I think that translates now through to work um, environments where people are working from home. You can maybe, you have more flexibility around your work hours, which is great. Um, you know, you get your stuff done at your time and then you can leave and then you might do some work, might do some work later. Like I've always been a big advocate for that and always struggled with working for someone for that reason of having to turn up somewhere at a set time and then leave at a set time. Um, so I would like to think that there's going to be more flexibility around, around that. Um, and hopefully just more of a, an ownership on, um, how we live and, and basically what's going to, and what is living to you. Um, hopefully that's my look on it. That's a really, um, I like your vision. I think that's a good way of, of hoping for the future. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's been really, really great talking to you and getting your perspective on work-life balance, on fitness and just the mental well-being aspect of it as well. And I learned a lot. I hope our listeners um, got a lot out of it as well. And um, just all the best for your future endeavours in that. Oh, thank we'll you. We'll certainly keep a keep an eye on, on what you get up to next. For sure. Um, for sure. If our listeners want to um, learn more about you and your journey, where should they go? Sure. Um they can go to Studio Box on Instagram at underscore Studio Box or my personal page at Dwayne Rosal. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And um, that is all for our chat today. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emily. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please like, review or share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn under Alexander PR or follow the links in the show notes below. Until next time, thank you for listening.